the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. My name is Ron Cabuno. I am your host, as always. It is January 7th. It is Orthodox Christmas, so Merry Christmas to anyone of the faith. We had a very nice turnout for the January 6th Memorial on the Green and Canfield last night, even though it was about 15 degrees or so, maybe even less with the wind chill, and started to snow as well, and the uh, the roads were slick. There were still about 25 people that braved the weather and decided to come out and join us, and it was actually met with almost the exact amount of press that decided to show up and cover the event as well. I thought that was great, and I thank everyone who turned out and who was able to get the word out, either through the news outlets or social media or just by word of mouth. Again, I thought it was really, really important that we memorialize these people's death, but you know, one of the questions that I got from the news, seemingly repeatedly, was what do you say to people who thought that this was going to be completely apolitical? And I said as much in the run-up to the event. The point was essentially to make it as apolitical as possible. However, certain things, certain political elements are inextricably linked to the reason that we were there. If I were to say, let's memorialize these officers' deaths, the next question should probably be, well, how did it happen? And um, then I would say, well, we're not allowed to talk about it? No. We have to talk about it because the root cause of the reason that these people lost their lives was because of political action. And so it was essentially going to be apolitical in that it was going to be a common sense plea for civility from those on the right who are still able to understand right from wrong and are able to decipher that this is a big lie that's being perpetuated. And that was the reason people stormed the Capitol that day, because they were following a political leader who was lying to them. It was a, an appeal to the better angels of our nature for those who know better and are essentially being quiet and complicit, but also to let everyone know that they should be speaking up in the face of such untruths that are going to be so damaging to our country. And again, I want to thank the news outlets for being there, but um, obviously they didn't cover the whole speech, and I wanted people to be able to hear it, even though they weren't able to make it, whether for whatever reason it might have been. You know, the Canfield Police Department were really good to close the roads for us, but they didn't even send anybody as representation for a police memorial. Now, I understand it wasn't anybody from their exact department, but I gotta believe that your average Back the Blue rally would have gotten a little bit more support from the police who um, were essentially in the building behind where we started the march. Go figure. But so now I present to you the speech in its entirety, it covers a lot of things that were said on a national level, but it's with a local bent. So on this Friday, this last day of the week, I offer you the speech from last night. Thank you for being here in such cold weather. Let us remember as we stand here shivering, all of the situations much, much worse than this Americans have found themselves in throughout the years in order to affirm and defend our dear country's noble values. As you know, we are here today to mark the one-year anniversary of the tragic events that occurred at the Capitol. And like many of you, seeing the video footage on the news that day of our hallowed halls of power being overrun by an angry mob made you question whether you had stumbled upon a horror movie or woke up in the Twilight Zone. 
Unfortunately, those scenes were very real, and the mayhem that unfolded cost good and decent Americans their lives. So as we gather here one year later to honor those who gave their lives on one of the darkest days in American history, in their ultimate sacrifice, we see the inextinguishable lights of truth, hope, honor, and service. Gifts that all Americans have been bestowed by generations of the bravest men and women ever to walk the earth. Make no mistake, the soul of America was gravely wounded that day. But the spirit of America is, and will always be, resilient. May the memories of these true defenders of freedom be eternal, and live on in the actions of all who defend us from evil in the future. Unfortunately, the five officers who died as a result of the riot aren't the only ones who lost their lives. Just as many people who took part in the insurrection met an untimely fate as well. So, what were these men and women in uniform doing there that, that day? Well, their jobs. Protecting our duly elected lawmakers as well as the physical seat of democracy itself. More importantly, what were these rioters doing there that day? To put it simply, they were either knowingly or unknowingly there as party to the big lie. And either through coordinated actions, a brute force mob mentality, or simply attending to show solidarity for the cause, they hoped to overturn the will of the American people, after what was the safest and largest election in our country's history. The peaceful transfer of power is one of the cornerstones of this country, and of any functioning democracy. It is a symbol of fairness that shows our political adversaries are worthy opponents, and equally vested in citizenship. The big lie threw all of these principles out the window. We must face some simple facts if we still want to be called a serious country. First and foremost, Donald Trump lost the election. And in the words of a fairly prominent Democrat with a very personal history of close elections himself, this was an inconvenient truth. Sensing his own defeat, Donald Trump began talking up what came to be known as the big lie months before the election was even held, offering up through his bully pulpit that either he would win or the vote was rigged. But it wasn't until after he lost to Joe Biden that he began to fully put the big lie into practice. What followed, and continues to this day, is an onslaught of nihilism, misinformation, and propaganda the likes of which this country has never seen, especially from within our own borders. Jim Jordan, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, and many other Republican leaders denounced the actions of the mob that day and held Donald Trump directly accountable. But their criticism quickly disappeared, and any Republicans still critical of the president's actions have essentially been ostracized from their party. And just as leaders of the Republican Party have chosen, with few exceptions, to either go along with the big lie or be silent as it's perpetuated, so too have the voting members of the GOP, both here in Canfield, across the state, and around the country. Do not let anyone, whether it is your neighbor or your local elected officials, try and rewrite the history of that day. Because I assure you, they will try. Congressmen who were in the chambers hiding for fear of their very lives have gone on to say that the attack was nothing more than a peaceful field trip. Every GOP candidate for the Senate seat available in this very state have backtracked on admitting the truth that Biden fairly won the presidential election because they didn't want to be the only ones running in their primary who wasn't towing the line for the ex-president. And many of the local officials and members of law enforcement invited to attend here today all found reasons not to come. Sometimes doing the simplest thing can be the tallest task. The fact of the matter is, in his followers' minds, Donald Trump has intertwined his leadership with the very identity of what they believe it means to be an American. However, 
The leadership they cherish so dearly has finally stepped over the line and has gone too far. As we've seen with so many of this country's so-called leaders, cutting ties and admitting fault will be almost an impossible task, but it is the most important and necessary one that we face. Hopefully, with enough public exposure from the January 6th committee, along with the strength of memorials just like this, a message can get out to those who still want the big lie to continue. It's reality check time. The jig is up. Their false narrative can take root no farther. We must speak out against it. We must inform others who have been given false information of the real truth so that the numbers standing up for democracy far outweigh those who look to destroy it for their own survival and so that members of law enforcement, like the ones we remember today, will not have died in vain. Objecting is difficult, but too much is at stake. And therefore, silence is complacency. Thank you, and God bless America. And so that was basically it. Um, you know, I understand if you came there thinking that you weren't going to hear the words Trump or Big Lie, that it probably, you know, threw you for a loop. But you really need to understand that that's the reason we were there in the first place. And that's the reason that I did this at all, is because the big lie continues to this day. The insurrection last year might have just have been the beginning and not the end of some real conflict that is to come in the future and that is spurred on by politicians with ill will in their hearts. So please, everybody, keep getting the best information you can, as much and as closest to the truth as possible. Consider your sources and inform your friends and neighbors. That's all for today's Mahoney Valley Daily Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in.